Do the plants block our face? No. Dude, they like it on knees. Man, this is pretty... I'm, I'm really liking what's going on here. <laughs> it's almost feeling like a lounge room now. It is. Well, you you bought this table and instead of the scat thing that you had before, I don't yeah. know, was that like a stool or was that a natural table? <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a table of... I don't know if you could call it a table of note. I mean, it's taken you eight months, but it's really starting to come together. Well, we, we've made some serious strides in the last, I'd say, eight weeks. Yeah. Like, I don't, I think it's taken you at least five months to realize that you need, you needed these things. Mm. And then since then, you've kind of, mm. you've put into action a plan. We put, we've put in the work. You know, I respect it. I think. And I'm enjoying what's going on. Yeah. Well, I have more time during the days now. So I'm like, what do I do? I just fucking, I don't know. Over a coffee table. Maybe you, maybe you should become friends with Mikhail next door. You know, you both have days off during the same time. Maybe yeah. you should get to know him, extend an olive branch across the fence and, and make amends for what's happened. Maybe. Maybe. And maybe we can bond over like, you know, I feel like we both like our plants. Yeah. You, he can teach you a thing or two. Be like, hey, I know, look, I know we, we've gone through something right now, but you know, <laughs> my, my birds of paradise is dying over here and I need you to come have a look at it. Yeah. Look, um... My my plants are in trouble, and you know I need I need someone of greater experience than I. Well, I'm quite the horticulturalist myself. I'd be able to. That is the the fanciest word ever said on this podcast. By the way. Kate said that to me the other day, and I thought it just meant like people who hoard shit in their houses. No. I th- I thought it was just exclusively to people who grew weed. The term horticulturalist <laughs> it was like a take the piss thing. Oh, okay, but like. People actually do regard that that's a general term for people who are good with like plants and flowers. That's a good way to say gardening. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a very good way of saying gardening. Well, maybe Michael is a man of horticulture. Yeah. I'll get back to you after he responds to my he metaphorical could, yeah. olive branch. He could do with a bit of smoking, a bit of horticulture. And <laughs> he probably out. could. He probably could, eh? All right, nerds, welcome back to the Barflies Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Episode 50? Is it episode 50 today? Shalom, episode 50 is upon us. I'm just going to say, you did the 3 2 one count now just then. Through me. Yeah, I totally could tell. Through. I looked I over, I forgot the intro, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, so you started a bit. I was like, oh. Yeah. Anyway, episode 50, good to be back. Mind games. Yeah, it is great to be back. Um, you know, we had a, a, a splendid night together. <laughs> um, as friends, maybe as lovers, but you know that's for us to know and people find out. Um, and up in Newcastle over the yeah, weekend, yeah, 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 we did. Um, mate, some great scenery up there. Little drive through the, the well, a little bit of countryside, mostly the Pacific Highway, but there was a little bit of of road winding and sights to see. Well, the road winding right towards the tail end of of the. Trip, trip yeah. and upon the arrival of said destination mm. was lavish, spectacular, and it was that nice golden hour time as well. Yeah, so sun, it, was, it was on piercing through the tree yeah. canopy. It was know? a, it was uh, almost a metaphor for what was to come. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was. Thank you. It was a <laughs> uh, great night. It was a great weekend. Um, shout out to Amelia for yeah. having us. Yeah, 
I had a great time. Yeah, that was fun. Zan had a great time. We all had a great time. Mm. I was shocked that she like actually lived on a farm. You didn't know that? Well, I had in. I was thinking that I wasn't shocked because I knew she lived on a farm or a property. But like I, I've never been. I've just know that there's like a dirt road to get there. That's all I've really ever heard her say about it. And then when you got there, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, oh for sure. There was I like just, a. Did you see the little lake with the yeah. all the ducks and the yeah, yeah. whatever? Yeah, it was. It was, yeah, it was sensational. great. Sensational. I was just like, this is what she used to drive home from school down every day. Mm. Like that's so, that's crazy. Different world to us. Different stuff, mate. Different stuff. So the mighty, mighty Warriwood for you. Yeah. Yeah. Go Warriwood. Uh, uh, anything to report from the weekend? Just the, oh, well, to be fair, this weekend, so I haven't really gone out last three weeks. I've been working. I've just not been drinking. Um... And I've been feeling fantastic. I went out on Thursday night, staff drinks, ended up being a very late one, went out to the city afterwards, didn't get home till four, had a double shift the next day. Where'd you go in the city? Go on. Get ready. I mean, you know what? I don't even care because I had a great time. <laughs> He's already on the back foot. Yeah. Ivy Thursday. <laughs> and it was actually not bad. <laughs> no, to be I fair, it was, it, it was, we were already pretty blind and we were in good company. So it was fun. Um, you know, what, it was a bit chaotic. What's entry? I don't know. It was like $20, $15 or something. Okay. It's not but too like, bad. Yeah. Um, Dude, apparently you have to pay to get into the Ivanhoe now. Yes. Fuck that. The mate. Ivanhoe. But I haven't been there since I've been about 19, so. The, <laughs> the Ivanhoe for our, you know, non-Northern Beaches listeners is like the scattest nightclub pub destination on the Corso. And don't get me wrong, Sandra and I many a night in the Ivanhoe. Yeah, we have spent a couple <laughs> nights in there, to be fair. We have, have you told in... the story about when I got back from Europe? Oh, and fire. Have we said that on the pod before? Yeah. When... So so I just met Cody, you know, after a few months, and then he went to Europe. So this would have been, what, circa 2018? Yeah, this is when we first met each other. Cody goes to Europe for a few months, comes back. I'm at the Ivanhoe, and, like, I thought I was pretty fucked. And I walk past, and he's just sitting on the chair, and I'm like, Cody, like he's sitting on the stool and you're like, mate, you weren't, you couldn't even look at me. You're like, <laughs> hey, mate. And you got to put your hand up and just like little limp hand comes out. He shakes my hand. I'm like, so good to see you. Like, and now I'm ready to drivel. Like and you're like, Europe. yeah. And you're just like fucking in another world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going, how are you, mate? Like, so good to see you. Blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, mate. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, when yeah, are, you, are you working again? You're like, like getting mild sentences out of you and you're just like gone. Yeah. So uh, I just, I just, I was like, oh, I'll see him later. And then I told you about it at work when I saw you. I was like, do you remember seeing me last week? Yeah. And you're like, no, <laughs> I don't. And I was like, yeah, you were pretty fucked. <laughs> yeah, that was our night guy. And he's very, very early stages. Early stages. Mm. Um, but yeah, back on topic, the Ivanhoe scat. Yeah, and Kane was telling me the other, now you have to pay like ten dollars or something to get in there. And they were like, they were like, oh, there's DJs upstairs. So Kane goes up and he's like, there was like four people on the dance floor. Yeah, which is just disgracefully. Yeah, it's scat. It's so scat. Um, but yeah, Ivy Thursdays wasn't actually too. It was pretty fun. With um, like I had to do a tacky boot at one point during the night. I was, I was, I was, because I hadn't. We were doing like shots at one point. Had to go off and do a little tacky. What did you do shots of? Fireball. Okay. Um, and then like 
one of our mates died after we got out and he was, you know, he had to, we had to take him home and like proper look after him. Um, one of our friends got kicked out at one point. She ran onto the stage unprompted. We were saying, she goes, what happened if I ran into the stage? You reckon it'd be funny? And like, we were like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And then she just got up and ran on there and then was like for a second and everyone cheered and then got taken out, then snuck back in. So it was kind of funny. And then Friday worked a double, finished work at like 12.30 a.m. I was so hungover the whole day. Guzman Burrito only went so far for so many hours. It was a pure mental. Oh, you did that before the double shift on Friday. Correct, a moon though. You're um, an idiot. Yeah, I know. I am a fucking idiot. You're a clown. You were telling that was night me- guy. That was night guy. <laughs> He's been gone for so long. He came back. This is where it all started. Day guy versus night. Yeah, guy. this kind of shit. Because night guy does that, and then day guy's gonna fucking deal with it the next day. Day guy was like, "Fuck you," but you know, I've kept you away for a long time, so I was due. Saturday got up party. You know, obviously went to bed quite late that night. Big night. Sunday came around. I was rocked. I was bounced. I was absolutely nowhere to be seen physically, mentally, spiritually. You know, the equivalent of me at that time was a speck of dust in terms of just being. Sure. It was like an atom. Yeah. I like was just I was just I was just existing. A shell of was, a shell of yourself. I was just I was simply just existing. Yeah. Um what was your what did your sort of your day look like? After you got home on Sunday, was it? I just was I, it pretty strictly horizontal. It was. There was a. There was a <laughs> lot of horizontal. It wasn't like I was hungover. I was just so. I reckon. Well, I was a bit hungover, to be fair. But I was just so, just fucking wrecked. Yeah. That I just. I just had nothing. So I just kind of watched the footy, and I had heaps of like I had clothes and stuff to do. I just. It was an absolute ride off. Watching the. Uh, watching. Watching the footy. Watching the Tigers Dragons game on Sunday. We won't get too into it, but that yeah, would have no. made you feel. Even w- I know you got up in the end, but watching that was really, really tough. Yeah, that was, was not, t- that was not a high-quality game at all. <laughs> um, I think the only time I really spoke was when I yelled at – when I kind of – not even yelled, I just kind of squealed at TV at one point, pretty sure. <laughs> just sounds came just, out. Uh, um, <laughs> and then, yeah, just got a, got a tie. Thought that would lift spirits. Only did so much again. Um, and then – Monday. It was a two day. It was a two day affair. Monday as well. I was. I was. I was not coming over the other side of the city to film no. this podcast. A little two day hangover. It shan't be happening. No. It shan't. It shan't not be happening. No. Shan't not. Shan't not be happening. So look. But here we are. It's Wednesday morning. We're filming. How was your weekend? To extend upon mine. My weekend was pretty uneventful, other than Saturday night. Yes. Obviously, it just worked. Sunday had Sunday off. Um, look, put the feet up. They stayed up for most of the afternoon. Horizontal action. I think. I yeah. We got home and had a nap pretty much straight away. Respect. Went straight to bed. Yeah. And then got up, had dinner, went back to bed. And I was pretty okay yesterday. Um, when you said you weren't coming, when when we decided we weren't doing the pod on Monday. Yes. I was like. I was all at sea. Yeah. My day was like, I literally didn't know what to do. No. I was like, what do I do? Or you you just didn't know what you were doing. I, I didn't know what to do. I Because I, it was like 10 o'clock, 11. I was like, my day is thrown. So what did you do? I, I, I did all this shit in the living room. It does look good. You Dude, could... I like went to Bunnings. 
Because I just, I don't know, I just like going to Bunnings. Yeah. There's always, you can just walk around and find something you need. Mm. You're like, I need that. Um, that's true. As I did. So that's what I did. Spent, walk, literally walked out of the house and spent 70 bucks. Happens. It happens. Like, how does that happen? You know what? That's, I, when you go into Bunnings, it's just, there's just so much to, there's so much to look at as mm. well. They have so much shit in there. It's similar to like, I feel like the Virgin people get, you always hear about people going to Audi and just going there to get some groceries and buying like a, a tent and a knife set. Yeah. And, you know, like a lamp. Yeah. People just go there and get shit. Yeah. You just can't help it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You just buy stuff. I have accumulated like a lot of stuff since we've moved out. Mm. Um, I came here with nothing. I left everything. I left my desk, my drawers. I didn't want any of my old shit. And I now just moved here. You've come with. And now I've got like double what I had before I moved out. But you know. So what you're problem. saying is you actually have possessions now. I <laughs> I own things. You own things. I own things. Um, hear that, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> this bloke. Bit of a flex right there. He owns stuff. Well, what can I say? Must be nice. What can I say? Must be nice to have a bed. Yeah. Massive problem when we move out. Yeah. That I'll have, you know, way more to do. Well, that was the beauty. Like when I actually did move out, it was one trip. Yeah, just one trip. Close. Dad brought my bed over and I filled the, the Subi with everything else. That's it. And we, were, we were here. But now... Now you own things because you're a big dog. So. Yeah, now I'm going to have to like hire a truck or something. You just put it in Kennard's store, Kennard storage until you uh, find a use for yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. Did you, maybe. Do you own this table? I own the table. You beauty. I think, I can't remember if I own this couch or if we paid thirds of it. Anyway, it's, it's by the by. <laughs> it's by the we'll, I mean, we'll figure that out. <laughs> let's, <laughs> just go, let's actually, while we're here. Let's go through an inventory of everything you own and figure out whether it's yours or not. We'll start with this TV, Cody. What about that lamp on the wall? What about these DJ decks next to me? Well, we could really get into that. Mate, th- we could take up some time doing that. That would be a great episode of 50. What do you guys have planned? Um, <laughs> We're actually just going to do an inventory check on everything Cody owns. Yeah. Well, look, to be honest, we didn't even acknowledge that it was episode 50 before we started. I didn't know until I looked up mid-intro and saw that it was episode 50. Yeah. Well, it's episode 50, small bat rays. Small bat rays. I think our half century is going to be 52 because it's like a year, right? Well, no, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't because we've missed weeks and stuff. Mm. But I thought when we previously had a discussion, we were maybe going to like organize or like plan something for episode 52. Oh, we'll plan something for that because we've always talked that set that as the mark. So you're with me now? I I know what you're talking about now. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Uh, where am I at today? I've, you know, as I've just finished a coffee on the tail end of my work shift, started getting like a sore stomach uh-huh. of note. Sorry, that um, one thing. And it didn't go away. And then when I got home, I ate a chicken Cali burrito from Guzman yeah. and a bunch of Messina ice cream, peanut butter and chocolate and mint chocolate. Half half. So, and then I stu- and I was feeling very sick throughout this whole thing, but I was hungry at the same time. Mm. So I was hungry and feeling sick. Real dilemma. Mm. Kept pounding the burrito, whatever. Um, here we arrived this morning. <laughs> and Cafe Gold <laughs> Blend <laughs> meets <laughs> Cali Burrito, Messina Ice Cream, and others, and enters into a very one-sided battle <laughs> that results in one. <laughs> 
One outcome. One known outcome. One outcome. Um, look, you know, like you say, one singular cup of Nescaf gold will simply crumble me. <laughs> It'll do plenty of work. It'll get into its work. Mm. <laughs> Alas, let's not get into the nitty gritty. Where were we? The train strike. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, before we got rudely interrupted. Yeah. Um, the train strikes. Uh, yeah. So today in Sydney, right? Chaos. Absolute chaos. So train and bus strike. Apologies. Um, can we start with it? Can you talk me through this? Because I actually don't really know what's going so on. So what happened is that they got a new it. fleet, a new fleet of trains um, in the inner, like in the inner west, or like for the city or the inner city ring. And apparently these trains have blind spots in their surveillance cameras, like on board. So they're worried that if staff are on board and they get attacked, like they might, like if there's blind spots, it causes safety concerns. Sure. Which I guess is fair. Uh, um, but this is like a month or a couple instances of striking about these fleets. Uh, and today, what is it, 70 or 75% of the whole of Sydney Trains network is not operational. <laughs> and some buses are not operational today, um, particularly between the time of 4am till 7am and 2.30pm till 5.30pm. So... So why, so why are the buses striking? I don't know. I read two articles, three articles last night, and they didn't really say. They said un, on unrelated matters. Unrelated to the train. They say unrelated, but it's kind of a bit. That's cap. It's cap. I'm fucking, I don't believe them for a they're second. They're related, mate, for sure. You they're tell me. You're telling me the train drivers and the bus drivers aren't hombres? Oh, they're related. They got, they got an alliance. I don't think any of them like the ferry drivers because I feel like they're all a bit jealous of the ferry drivers. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Just because I feel like it's a much better vibe to be captain of a ferry. Yeah. And they've got a better name. Like you're a train can like bus driver, train conductor, captain. Yeah. You know. I I get you. Like. No. But I don't even. Do people even drive the trains anymore? I have no idea. Do you know? I I don't. I imagine they sit there, but I don't imagine they do. I think they would know how to work. If something went wrong, maybe they'd take over. But I, I mean, like a captain. Like think about the manly ferry, like the captain of the ship. He's he's driving that puppy. Yeah. When there is, you know, ten foot waves in the harbour mm. and the the ferry's getting thrown around. He's not striking in, in an absolute gale southerly. Yeah. He's got he's got some serious work to get through. Yeah, he does. Um, he's got some he's got some proper work to do. Well, so they're probably on the big bucks for it as well. I would say they're on some pretty. Where does the money. where does the captain go on the ferry? I don't think I've ever at seen at the him. very top, top, top on the top deck. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've, I, I'm one frequent flyer. That I think I think it was him, but it might have been someone else. He, I know, was on the ferry one time sloshed, and he walked into the captain's room by accident looking for the toilet. Oh and really? Like, Get the fuck out! <laughs> like, oh, and they got he got absolutely roasted for it. Like they just absolutely went at him. Hey guys. Uh but yeah, but that's pretty funny. But yeah, captains funny. would be on the big bucks, I'd say. Yeah. Look, alas, the 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 public transport system while in Sydney, as opposed to other cities in the world, not unreal. It's not. It's the not best. terrible though. It's not terrible, but it's not the greatest public it, transport of all time. It's a pretty big city though. To exactly. be fair, it's massive. For sure. My point is, regardless, when you take away the transport, 
it will tough. bring the city to its it knees. took me i left mine at 7 30 and i got to yours just before nine Eight forty-two, yeah so it's not bad um, that's actually not bad but like i think if you i'd left a little oh no i left a bit before seven thirty. sorry but i think if i had left any later it mm. would have been worse for sure i imagine it just would have built up why the bus str- yeah i'm really in- intrigued about the bus trucks um, but the train one that's why that is but chaos today was there, there was there cars just on the road like heaps of cars on the road this morning to be fair there was there actually wasn't as busy as i thought it was going to be i think it'll be worse this afternoon i think the savo i think this afternoon getting home will be the real problem mm. i don't think it wasn't too bad this morning. What time will you be heading home this afternoon? Mm, probably right in the middle of when the buses aren't working. Like four? Yeah. Um, um, Which way was do I, you go home? Roseville Bridge. Okay. Yeah. But oh, what was I going to say? It's right. Just move on. You know what they say if you forget things? What? Just stop thinking about it and just go into the next conversation and it will come back to you. It was such a good point though. Oh, that's right. We'll, we'll see. It'll come back. Anyway, train the light rail's not on strike. The true goats of the public transport system. So big up the light rail. <laughs> um, something that happened to me. Oh, actually, speaking of Sydney, while we're on the topic, um, Hezbollah and Shaq were in Sydney for the last week. Yes, and doing collabs. Yeah, weird. Uh, you know, the one of the biggest men in the world, one of the shortest men in the world, collabing. Um, Did they collab together? There's a video with them and they're like driving on Sydney Harbour. They're riding on a boat on Sydney Harbour and Hezbollah does his trademark punch on, on his, Shaq. On Shaq. Mm. Um, you know, met with a bit of a, like yeah. as if it was a big glancing blow. <laughs> I reckon he actually would punch harder than you think, Hezbollah. For sure. I reckon, I re- although like people play it up a bit for the cameras, I think he would actually, f- for a man of his size, I don't think he would actually have a decent punch. Well, yeah, I think so. I, I think, think you often forget he's also 20. Yeah, he's he's not a child. No. No. Like he could... I think he could... They'd be a bit behind it. I think you'd feel it. Yeah. I think you would feel and it. Maybe now people are just like, they've seen everyone else like putting on the act. Mm. But it's actually a cover up because it kind of hurts. Yeah, I think I think you kind of add mail on for it, but at the same time, like, fuck, actually... <laughs> this is like sweet. This is like sweet. He's punt almost taking my eye Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But you know, I love Hezbollah. I'm same. so I'm about it. I'm so I've been riding this train for such sa- a long time. Same, and I won't get off. No, I refuse. Dude, his interview with the guy in Barstool. Yeah, uh, the ice cream one. That's yes. what it's called. Like the scoop. What's it? Sunday, Sunday, something. The guy with the long hair. Yeah, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Have you seen the um? There's like a clip of him like. <laughs> When he's testing the mic, he like squeals into the mic. Yeah, and they all and they and all like <laughs> all the, sound, the sound engineers like, and then he just starts <laughs> losing it, and he does it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think he's such a menace. He's dude. so funny. Um, he was doing a show or something like, because I tagged my sister in it, because me and her bond over our love for Hezbollah. Hezbollah. Um, but he, I don't know, he was doing a show of, of some description, a, a ticketed event of sorts. In Sydney. In Sydney. Yeah, it's like a meet and greet. Okay. Yeah. I Same loved. with Shaq. Shaq was supposed to do one of those. So with the Shaq thing, Shaq was supposed to do a couple of public appearances. One of them was at Culture Kings, I think, or maybe JD Sports in the city. And he was only there for like... He's supposed to be there for two hours or something, but he was only there for 45 minutes. And oh, he was yeah. there late. 
and people were lining up on the street for like this went all the way down George Street. Like right. massive, massive crowd. Uh and he kind of did a just kind of turned up for a bit, but only to a select audience. Yeah, right. Um everywhere he's went though, you just see there's just been unmet like crazy like I know Shaq's a superstar and he's big, but I didn't really realise how big he was in Australia until all these people just showing up. I haven't seen any of the footage, to be honest. People are literally, there's so many people. Yeah. Crazy. I Would you rather meet Shaq or Hezbollah? Oh, that's tough. I feel like Shaq, just because it's Shaq, he's got a bit more clout than Hezbollah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's he's like, Shaq, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Sick. Like, it's pretty sick. Like, Hezbollah's cool, but I also couldn't have a chat with Hezbollah because he speaks a different language. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. When Shaq is like, I can talk to Shaq. Yeah. You know? That's true. No disrespect to Hezbollah. I'd also like to meet him, but I don't think I'll be able to. But ironically, I feel like you're less, not ironically, but just because Shaq's so big and scary, mm. you're less likely to get injured meeting Shaq than you are Hezbollah. True. You actually are. You like, might catch an unwanted glance. Yeah, that's about Hezbollah. it. Glancing blow, I should say. Yeah, but Shaq, mate. Shaq, Shaq probably won't won't punch you in the jaw. Won't throw one. I tell you, you'd you'd know about it if he did. <laughs> yeah. Dude, his whole hand would probably just like. Oh, he it would cover. It'd be like one of the things from Alien. It would cover your whole face. Yeah, it'd yeah. be huge. Like he's he yeah. It'd be but more, I feel like every, actually speaking of that, everyone that's met him so far, and like every radio interview you've met. It's so fucked. Everyone's literally just asked him how big his dick is and like made that hands joke and went like, oh, does the, does the hand, does it match your job? Like everyone has made the exact same joke. Yeah, sure. And it's like, this guy's like an NBA legend superstar, you know, like who would have so much knowledge of other shit? And you're literally like, you get, he's at first time in Australia in probably years and years. And the first question everyone goes, how big's your dick, mate? Your fucking hands are huge. Like, what? Come on. We yeah. can do better than we that, get, we're surely. Better than that. Surely we can do better, like, fuck. Dude, some mainstream media outlets, though, are just so not funny. Yeah, but it was, I swear, it was every every outlet I saw him get interviewed by, they had the same question. Yeah, I hear. I mean, yeah. Look, downvote from us. Yeah. You can guess. You can probably assume it's pretty big. Yeah, I mean, like, you might, you'd probably say something, but like, <laughs> anyway, come on, onwards. I was, I was a bit disappointed, you know, disappointed in I us. love a good, sh- I love a shit joke and I love, a, I love a good, man, I'm all here for shit jokes, mm. but shit. yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I think people who, especially when like being Australian is like the novelty and like comparing Australians to other yeah. countries, I feel like we, it's, it's just a bit cringeworthy at times. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, vis-a-vis what you've just said. It is. You know, it was it a bit. It makes you kind of cringe. It was a bit cringe. I was a bit like, come on, guys. Come anyway. On. Come on, guys. Surely you got a better question for the big shack. Um, big alas, shack. we did not. Uh, I'll just like to take a quick mention quickly. Uh, Supercoach winner of our Supercoach comp. Um, the third best salmon we know, Chris Riley. We used to work with him. Great bloke. Um, Congratulations. I feel quite hard done by that I didn't win personally, but you've done well, mate. Congrats. No prize, just clout. <laughs> just respect. Here's your, here's your respect from us. Here's your respect from us. Um, well done. Xander, we're proud of you. Again, that he was hard done by. 
I'd argue he just doesn't get super coach. I've been saying it since day one. Hmm. Look, keeps I'm ca- actually in my drafts grand final. He keeps going on this yarn. I've scored so many points. Didn't even make the finals. Look, mate. Mate, I know a thing or two about super coach, right? Don't you don't you try and lecture me on that. Okay. Well, you didn't make the finals. That's no. all I'm saying is you didn't make the finals. No more about no more no more about it than you. And you were gone first week. You you trash, mate. <laughs> um <laughs> Shout out, Chris. Though. Shout out, Chris. Good well work, done. Mate. Not to get sidetracked. Well Good done. Uh, I don't flyer? think. I don't think I. I think he's a frequent flyer. I generally. I was thinking about it the other day. I would have no idea who fucking listens to our podcast if they don't tell us. No, I would have no idea. I, I wouldn't know. Like, there's a. There's I'd a, speculate. I'd 100 yeah, percent speculate. I go. They probably do. Yeah, but I wouldn't know. But they might. They might listen to one in four. Mm. One, there's still like a consistent viewership there, so it's like I don't know who. Someone must be. I know of like three people that do. I know, I know the two people talking right now. Lives on freaking flights. We have to. It's part of the job. Um, okay, should I talk about my brush with lame while we're kind of on? Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's really lame. While we're talking about celebrities, it's really lame, but it does kind of lean into you know a bit of a yarn. Come on. Yeah, Alas, sure. anyway, Xander and I are big fans of the Hello Sport Boys. Um, I feel like a lot of our listeners would know who they are. I ran into the brother. Of one of the Hello Sport boys, who's the beer rep for Yuli's, came into work. Um, what was interesting that I talked to him about though was he made made notes that the new stadium is opening this week. Yep, Rabbitos. were you not going to go to that game, Rabbitohs Roosters? No. Did you tell me you were going to go to that at some? No. Roll the tape. It was on the podcast. I remember it. I said uh, maybe I said would it be go? It'd probably be good to go. Okay. Never said that I was going. Okay. Um, don't put words in my mouth, mate. That's what is that Friday night? Yes. Yes. I'm going to say yes, it is. Yeah. I'm very intrigued. I can't wait for it to open. I think it's going to be fantastic. And okay. after that, they sh- is there, and then a- they playing the first final there as well. I'm is there sure. a need for ANZ stadium? No. Is it, is ANZ stadium a rectangle? I'm so anti, it's both, it can be both, like, it can be both shapes. Is it a circle? They don't play AFL there. Though. Yeah, they do. They At have. ANZ. They have before. It can be both because they can retract seats. Because uh, it was the Olympic Stadium. Gotcha. Uh, I'm so anti ANZ. It's I the worst it's stadium I, or Acor as it is now. I reckon it's so shit. It it's sucks. just big. It's just big, but it's not. It's got. It's got nil atmosphere. Doesn't matter where you sit. I feel like you, you're far away from the action. Yeah, you can't see what's going on. All the seats are so like flat. Like, especially in that bottom bay. Yeah. Like the GA down the bottom. Like the seats are literally like flat. Like that. So you can't see anything. Like you could be like 10 rows back and you're still at like head height. But when you watch, like I went to Parramatta Stadium, unreal to watch the footy at. Yeah. Watch the soccer there, sorry. Um, but I imagine footy would be the same. Uh, also, the SFS was a good stadium watch. Watch games that before they redid it. So I can imagine now it would be absolutely magnificent. I can't really remember the SFS that oh, well. Oh, yeah. um, it was a bit, it was pretty, it, it probably needed some love. Like it, needed it was a bit love. old. Yeah. But... I think it's gonna be a fantastic stadium, and I think they should play all games, all their all games there or at Parramatta. And I reckon, I think that they need to find something else. That ANZ, I don't know what they're gonna to do to redevelop it, but they got to do something with ANZ. I feel like, I feel like, why would why would any team want to go there and use it? Like it's just big. Yeah, but it doesn't provide anything. No atmosphere, and even that was the thing with the SFS. Even at the SFS, the Roosters were still only getting like. 10,000 people to a game in like a 60,000 seat stadium. Like, so I'm hoping, um, I'm hoping with this 
st- okay, I'm hoping that the new stadium and like the better, uh, I suppose, viewage that you'll get mm. at the stadium will bring more people into the game. Um, I'm told uh, Maryvale owns like all the the uh, beverage and food right, uh, the, the beverage catering. and food contracts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's got all that. So like, I think you can go and get like fine dining Italian. Yeah, there's like so there's many options. There. There's so much options. Um, they have it at the SCG as well. There's a lot. There's a lot to get for sure. But I quite like the way that they've got Justin Hems doing it. Yeah, I, I like the way that it's a bit more. There's just a bit more doing. Yeah, you mm. like that. I'm still only going to go and get a pie. I know, but you can still do that. But there's other. There's another experience there for you if you if you please if you please. I'm I am worried though that the the prices and still the ticket prices will deter people from games because that's why people don't go now because it's just too expensive. Mm. It's just too fucking expensive. Well, if that's happening, they'll probably you'd hope that change that. I don't know. I think like as, with the food prices, I think like once they've got you in there, mm. they're kind of just like they'll pay it because they're here. I think, I think it kind of pushes people to become members of their home teams more than anything. Does it though? Well, because if you pay for your membership and you say if you go to you know, I don't know how much a membership would be, but if you go to at least half the home games in the year and you're spending X amount of money, if you're a member, don't you get free tickets every home game if you pay your yearly thing? I don't know. I've never been a member. Let's look into it. I think that there's levels, but I mean... Yeah. You might get... I think maybe if you get the base membership, you'd get like two home, like two home games or something. But I mean, it could be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It probably equals out to cheaper than buying the tickets, GA. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know how how worth it it would be. I, I still don't think it would be, like, unreal. Mm. I think, I think, um, I still think that, like, if it, if it, if it's, if the other stadiums are anything to go off, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. But we'll see. It's fun and exciting. Yeah. It's sold out on it Friday. Is. Yep. I just don't, I just don't want to, like, I just don't see the, Necessity for ANZ or ACOR when you've got like a 35, 40,000 brand new Parramatta Stadium, state of the art, and then you've also got the new SFS Stadium, which is how many is it seat? Probably like 50,000 or I something? I think it's 45. 45? Uh, yeah. And, then, and as well, you've got the SCG next door, which seats 55,000 if need be, where you can have AFL, NRL, Union, cricket, mm. you know? I think I think with the forty five thousand seating, like people might argue, like that's not enough. You know, um, that's not enough seats in the stadium, especially for grand finals and stuff. But I think like, well, SunCorp's only fifty five. And well, that's my point. I think like I think the fact that it is smaller, the like they will get total like their average uh, spectators will be higher each week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like. I don't know. Even though you might max out at forty five on the big on the big days, mm. throughout the rest of the season, you might get like your average up to like nineteen twenty thousand, mm. um, which would be a lot better than sort of the. To eight. be fair though, like all the manly games I've went to this year have had good crowds. Yeah, like really good. at Brookie, I went to a couple. Probably went to like four or five games this year. All of them have had a good crowd. Yeah, um, the Titans game was on was on like a Sunday on one of the long weekends, almost a sellout. Mm. I think it was. It was. I think it. Brookie probably has what like a nineteen thousand capacity, something like that. There was eighteen thousand people there. There was um, and that was about ten times. When I went fans. to the Tigers Manly game, like mid season, sold out. Manly or the Tigers home ground. Manly Brookie, yeah, against the Tigers, it was sold out. Yeah, sold out. Wow. 
It's packed. It was fucking chockers. Yeah. We were like jammed up against the wall on the hill. It was so tight. Thursday night, Chucky's Chucky's Manly game. It was the Pride game. There was probably what twelve thousand people there. Yeah, still that was the on a Thursday night. Round. Yeah. Like pretty yeah. good turnout. Yeah, I was there that night. Um. Oh, I saw you. That's right. You did. You did see me there. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Alas. Yeah. Same that's what we think about teams. Um. Are we done here? Uh. Yeah. We'll move on. Okay. Um. Okay. Let's hit the conspiracy theory real quick. This week, Barflies trivia: the conspiracy theories series continues. Is this part four? Part yep. five. Part four. Part four. Go for a nice little easy one today because we have to make this episode quickly. Because uh, <laughs> I have you. But, you know, I still put effort in. It's still, it's still going to be good, I promise. But, you know, a popular one, the Bermuda Triangle. Have you heard of this, Cody? I've heard Surely of it. I know nothing about it. But you've heard of it. I've heard of it. What, have you, what do you know? Not much. As a, as, a, as, as a naive, you know, stupid, if you will. Um, individual, what do you what do you know about this? To be honest, not not much at all. Um, the only thing I could tell you, I couldn't tell you where it is. I have no fucking idea. The only thing I know about this Bermuda Triangle, I think, is that it's like a bit of a black hole. Do things like go missing here and shit? Correct. That okay. that's correct. Okay. Yes. That's all. That's literally all I can give you. All right. That, you know, that was that was good. That was good. Okay. Though. You don't. You should. That was a good effort. I hold my head high. You should hold your head high. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'll start off. So the triangle itself, I'll give you its location. So the triangle is an area over the North Atlantic Ocean between Bermuda uh, to the north to Puerto Rico and south. and like, So it's between Bermuda, Puerto Rico and Florida. Okay. So it's, that's the triangle. All right. Where is Puerto Rico? Is that off the east coast? Yes, it's at the bottom. It's uh, it's just like in the in Central America, okay. in those islands off, you know, like in the Caribbean. Yeah, there's like Cuba and Costa Rica yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle, a patch of ocean which has supposedly caused the demise of countless ships and planes that have passed through it, has puzzled scientists for years, for years, Cody. Years, uh, conspiracy theories theorists alike have drummed up every possible scenario because it is a bit of a black hole because no one knows there's not any really recorded data of what it, from many of these ships or anything. So you know, there's just like obviously the classic aliens like UFOs, um, massive rogue waves that occur through there. Um, Atlantis, people think Atlantis is buried. Oh, He's at the they? bottom of the triangle. Um, or that uh, magnetic forces cause malfunctions and, you know, thus explain the disappearances. Like they cause malfunctions to like cir- like electrical circuits or sure. compass circuits. They go off course, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they become undone, mate. Yeah. They become brought undone. Um, you know, I through my short research, um, I found that 34... There was 34 recorded events in the last couple of hundred, like last couple of hundred years. Yeah, but there could be many, many, many more. But 34 is still a lot. That's not that, nothing. That's not like it's reoccurring, and a lot of them have been 
And like most of them, that's only in probably the last like 150 years. And they're saying, 200 years. they're saying they don't know where any of these are. These are like unexplained. Unexplained. Okay. They just, they just either go missing or they sink and they just don't, not to be in contact with again. Yeah. Right. You know, bizarre, very bizarre. Um, but the most recent one, it actually happened in 2020. So that is not long ago. Where a 29-foot blue and white uh, cabin vessel, so a boat, uh, with 20 on board, last seen publicly departing on December 28th, 2020, going and they went through the triangle. So do people still again. actively go through the triangle? Do, do, is it people still go through it? Okay. I suspect, but like, I mean, you'd and be you'd be et you'd be a bit etch going through it. You'd be a bit like, okay, what's the general consensus though? Are, are like, are people who are you know more adept in the in the sailing game? Do they sort of laugh at the Bermuda Triangle theory and go, just a bit of bloody water, mate? Well, look, I didn't get that deep into my research, but I feel like when there's been this many times it's happened, I feel like you kind of have to take it seriously. But as well, I will say it is a very popular shipping route. Because the Panama Canal is kind of in that region as well. Um, Bulk Miami, Miami has a lot of ports. You know, it's a very popular sailing location. Like it's in the Caribbean. It's in between the tropics. Mm. You know, so I mean, if you got lots of boats in one area, then like that's where the most boats are maybe going to sink. Mm. But still, interesting nonetheless. But pl- the fact that planes have gone down there as well, like multiple aircraft, mm. is quite astonishing too mm. this one yeah no this one's super interesting <clears throat> it's super interesting because again it's not otherworldly it's just like no it's just mystery but this one is purely like mystical and like you can add an element of like i mean aliens and stuff but in this one no one can really say you're not wrong yeah 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 interesting yeah. nice bit of a change up there but that's just a classic. I feel like everyone knows that one. Yeah, people would know about it. That's for sure. A, that's a classic. That's just, you know, it's made potatoes, mate. It's made potatoes, potatoes, potatoes mate. Made potatoes, the conspiracy theory world. Um, but yeah, another episode of Nat Jerry Barflies. Another episode of Nat Jerry Barflies done, completed. Here we go. Uh, I wanted to follow up on something that you said last week, or not you? Well, we discussed last week. Sorry, um, teaching Aussie slang mm. to fellow coworkers who. English may be their second language, they're new to the country, etc. Um, teach them applicable words, not like the cringe ones. Yeah. Um, teach them real life, real life stuff. <laughs> teaching right? them stuff that, that you can actually use. Yeah. Um, one that I forgot to talk about last week, but I'll talk about this week because I think you'll like it, is G-Up. And I was trying to explain what a G-Up is. And I found it so difficult to try and contextualize the G up. Yeah. Because it can be used so many different ways. Yeah, for sure. But to pinpoint it to one was very difficult. I would say it's just like a prank. Yeah. It is like a prank, but also, you know, it cannot be. So it can be like, well, have you G'd up that thing yet? True. You know, people can use it in different ways. Or you're like, oh, yeah. Like it is a, like if, like a G up is. Or you could also be fire up. G up. Bro. Yeah. Like I'm G'd up right I'm now. I'm G'd up. Yeah. Do you oh. know, like, that's three Dude, different ways. Instantly I was just like, oh, G up, like a, like a prank. Like. But that, that's the most basic term, the way I described it. But then I kind of started saying the other one. She's like, wait, so what does it actually mean? 
And I went, oh no, I've actually, I've done, I've kind of made it very confusing. Because you could say, you could say, stop geeing me up. Exactly. And then I could instantly go, stop geeing up. Two totally different meanings. Wow. Contextual. And then can you G that up? Yeah. And then like, can you go G that? Have you G'd that thing up for me yet? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one. See? Hard tough. to explain. Very hard to explain. Um, I just ended up kind of saying that it was like a prank or like if you were trying to f- <clears throat> rattle someone a little bit, you would G them up. Mm. If you were G them up, you were trying to like get a get a rise out of them. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I'm just G'ing you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just chill, man. I'm just, just you know, oh, just just, you up. Or if, like you said, like if someone was doing it and you could tell that they were doing it, you would say, oh, that's a G up. Mm. For sure. Yeah. And then she, and then I got asked, how do you spell G up? And I was like, G hyphen up. <laughs> make it any sense. It's literally made up language. It's literally made up. I don't know who made up J up though, but it is a great it's awesome. phrase. It's a great I, phrase. I, I first remember it hearing coined on like the footy show in the 2000s. I don't know. Yeah, hear it on radio. I hear it always on, on Triple M. It's a dead set. Anthony, yeah. Anthony Maroon. Yeah. Yeah. Loves it. Gus Wallen always says J up as yeah, well. Mark I, MG. Yeah, they always say J up. It's funny that you brought this up again because I know, I literally think we only spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, but I had the second person ever tell me that I sound more Australian than Australians. Really? Yeah, like I was having some drinks with work people on Friday night and one of their friends sat down and she was full Scottish from Glasgow. Mm. Couldn't understand her at all. But she kept going, you two sound different between me and just like this chick from work who I, to me, we sound the exact same. Mm. But apparently I sound... Just way more Australian somehow. Would you know what's funny is when my sister was in Scotland last in Glasgow, she was showing like a family friend our podcast. So, because they were saying to her, Oh, you sound very Australian. And then she said to them, Wait, do you hear this? And showed them, boom, boom, showed them this. And they went, Wow, that is, that is definitely up there. So, we're more Aussie than your sister as well. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Not to flex. I could kind of get it when you like when you say things like, <clears throat> "Oh, when I serve people, like, hey man, how you going?" It's like one word. But if so, everyone says that though. So yeah, so do I. But apparently not. That's kind of the only thing in my mind where I'm like, I could understand how that sounds more mm. Australian than it's. It, but like right now when we're talking, yeah. this doesn't feel more Aussie than it. No, it just you just feel normal. <laughs> what What's funny about you saying that as well? Uh, one a new international started. This French girl. And we were having work drinks and she goes, I thought she couldn't understand what I was saying because it, like it was loud because there was music. And she's like, oh, no, it's not really music. I just can't really tell what you're saying. And I was like, fuck, happened again. <laughs> so, you know, drib- you know, dribblers everywhere. This chick from Scotland absolutely called me out as well. She, she said, you sound like you're from the coast. You're from the like the sunny coast. No, just the coast, just the coastline, I guess. Oh, you are though. I know, but you know, in front of a way in a west, mate. So oh, cool. mate, you've been outed, <laughs> rattled. Dude. Cosplay's been outed. Cosplay's been outed. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was amusing. Yeah, I just thought it, I again, like I, n- I had never heard this until a couple of weeks ago mm. or a couple of months ago. Now, yeah, we share the same affliction. Good word. Man, I'm busting out the good words today. Yeah, yeah, I'm on top of it. You know why? Because I got up early. Got up on Adam today. Won the day? Won the day already. Did you come straight here or are you just milling around at home for a bit? No, or? I came straight here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, should we do back page? We can back page it. We're probably at like 40, 
six minutes ish. Because you had to go and drop the kids off. Come on, mate. Don't help me like that. Hey. Rolling the sides. We don't have music. Anyway, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Okay, back page. Here we go. Um, I wrote down a couple of points here. I've just seen Cody look at one of them and I saw him react to I, the first I, one. I saw you because you hate slandering this team. And, you know, mate, they. You know they deserve to be slandered at times. I think because they're not they're not as they're not as perfect as you make them out to be, or that some people do. Okay. The Melbourne Storm are they grubs? I, to be honest, I can't. Like, is this in relation to the Cameron Munster incident? This is in. This is just like the com- combining and the culmination of what I think is years of grubbery, in my opinion. I, I think Melbourne... Not to discard their success, but no, years I, of grubbery. I would agree. I think Melbourne pushed the rules to the absolute boundary. And I think that's what championship teams do. Like They've got a bit of mongrel in them. Yeah. They do push it. But I think they're undeniably grubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Nelson, it's off a solid mode. Well, absolute what grub. was the thing? Like He's had a, 11 charges in the last two years and only lo- and only not been on the field for two weeks. Yeah. Or that's one insane. week. And... The, I swear they're the same thing every time. Like a late hit, late elbow on like, or like on the person they're t- yeah. like. It's the same thing. And Munster throwing the elbow. Munster always does all that kind of stuff, though. I swear. But you know, mate, they always have done it. Mm. They have always done it for sure. Well, they that's where the wrestles the wrestle started with yeah. Melbourne. The Christian chicken, Welsh chicken wing came from Melbourne. Yeah. I don't know if they were saying the hip drop came from Melbourne, but like. If the shoe fits. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like they've always been, yeah, I think they can't, I think they, I mean, they're obviously not going to come out in the meeting and go, yeah, we are grubs. But I, I feel like, you know, they should at least acknowledge the fact that they've brought some stuff into the game that isn't, you know, not, that isn't passing the public, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not considered, uh, or it would, their, their actions might be considered a little uncouth at times. Yeah. Uh, for sure, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't argue confidently and strongly that they're not grubs because, for sure, they absolutely push the rules to like the absolute limit. Um, and obviously, a lot of uh, dirty and potentially dangerous techniques have, have mm. come from Melbourne. So, again, you could you could just attribute that to being a successful team, like it's just part of it. But you know. There's got to be a line in the sand at some point, I suppose. And but Nelson Munn's interesting how he hasn't been suspended at all. I, don't I really feel like the next thing that happens to him. But, like, even Kafusi, Kafusi, like, the amount of, like, grub. I mean, and in every team, even, you know, some of my favourite players, they're grubs. Like, I, I really like Mick Ennis. He's one of my favourite players. You Josh know, Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, love him, grub. Latrell, bit of grub, love him. Yep. You know, Luai, love, like, bit of a grub as well. Yeah. One of my favourite players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like there's levels to it. Like there's being a grub and, you know, not injuring players or harm. Like you can just be a pest and be a bit of a grub, but you don't have to, you know, drop your elbow on someone in a tackle mm. and break their teeth For or sure. like them lying off you in a tackle and drop your elbow on them to be, to do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I had a thought come up just then while you were talking and I, I completely lost. It came and it went so quickly and it's really bothering me. Sorry. So I'll try and move on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like just like 
being grubby is just kind of part of part of, oh that's what it was speaking of grubs Victor Radley and we didn't talk about it a couple of weeks ago when we should have but he has elected to play for England mm. we did talk about it did we sure. I think so um I just wanted to bring it up again because of how like I'm kind of disappointed why like I think it's cool that like there's going to be good players and it's good for the international game and all that. He's never going to play for New South Wales. Do you know how many good 13s there are? Dude, Cam Murray, Isaiah Yo, I reckon he... Trovo. Matt, you, on it, you reckon Victor Radley would never play for New South Wales? Not as long as Cam Murray's in it, alive. But I still think he'd be in and around. Like, he could come off the bench. One injury, mate, he's in. But... He's been in and around for so long. He's just been unlucky with suspensions and injuries each year. But, I mean, I guess, like, it's just kind of the... Come on, you can admit saying Victor Radley is never going to play Origin. He, You know what? If he had waited, yeah, but maybe he doesn't want to wait. Maybe he's like, I want to play rep footy. I want to play it now. I'm sick of waiting. I want to play the World Cup on the biggest stage against the best players. This is how I'm going to do it. Yeah. And yeah, that might cost me an Origin career, but you know, I've been in a Premiership winning team, Finals winning team for five years, yeah. and I haven't played one game yet. Um, and there's two, you know players who are captains of their team and two of the best lock forwards in the comp ahead of me. Mm. I don't think I'm going to probably play for the next whatever years. Mm. I understand his decision. He's representing his heritage. That's mm. great. I'm just saying, kind of sucks. Does suck. Because I would love to see Victor in the blue jersey. I think he would fucking... Mate, he would go it. berserk. He would be so, insane. Yeah, I'd feel so much more confident with him and Angus Crichton on the bench. Mate, he would be crazy good. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to happen. Well, clearly it can't Not, now. Well, it can't now, but I don't think it was going to happen for a while. Um, and I just think the way... Wasn't he going to get picked this year? Don't we talk about it every know. single year? I feel year, like, like he's always in discussion. Yeah, like, like seriously. But he was in the camp this year, anyway, but his head knock. Did you see his head knock? That was nasty. I actually didn't. He had a seizure, didn't he? Yeah, because he went into the, the hip, but he just went hard into the hip, had seizure, etc. But you don't imagine he'd be back for a couple of weeks after something like that. Yeah, you'd hope. They'd rest him, you'd hope. Um. I think now they're definitely in the eight, right? The Roosters. Yeah, they're locked in. They're locked. Um, speaking of who's in the eight, I mean, it's up to the Broncos or Raiders. That's really the last spot up for grabs. I had this thought yesterday. I know what I would choose. So for the Broncos and Broncos fans, is it worse to get the spoon or have a season such as the Tigers have had this year or be in the top four slash top eight all year and then proceed to miss out on the finals within the final couple games of the year and choke. What would you rather? Um, I think the Brisbane run definitely would have been more painful. What do you As mean? a fan. It would have been more painful to be in the top four. Mm. Pumped all year. We're fucking killing it. How good is this? And then with like five games to go just to completely collapse. Yeah. As opposed to like, and I can just give you my perspective. I clocked out in like round 11. From the Tigers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every week. Numb. I just watch, yeah, I'm numb. I just watch it. I'm like, oh, we lost again. Definitely. See, I agree. I would rather, I would rather be shit all year and know that I'm the team I support isn't going to get there. than be looking like a chance and give and giving hope only to have it snatched away from you in yeah. really the final three weeks mm. of the say of the season. Did you notice, um, it aligned with the Tigers beating Brisbane and Patrick Carrigan, Probably more so. This is probably more the reason. I reckon. But Caddy, Paddy Carey. It's the same as when um, uh, Jake Javoyevich doesn't play for Manly. The defence is completely different. Mm. 
Like, there's no – like, that's what Carrigan does for the Broncos. He organises that defence in the middle. Mm. Like, he's such, like, a strong player. Mm. Like, a leader. And, like, this, like, was the best player in the Origin Series. Mm. Like, one of the best players – well, form players in the competition before his hip drop tackle. Yeah. And it's no surprise that, you know, following that, they've absolutely lost form. Mm. The Broncos are an interesting one. I still think, like – I don't know. I still feel like they're lacking – Key players in key positions. They're lacking a hooker and a fullback. Well, they've got it. The they've thing is, they've got they've got four. Well, Tiano Tiano Milne is leaving, but they've got Tessie isn't New. He at, isn't he at South? Tiano Milne. No, he's going to Warriors. No, that's Tamari Martin. Yeah, t- sorry, not Milne. Yeah, Martin. My bad. Um, apologies. Uh, Martin, Tessie New, uh, Cobo, and then Reese Walsh next year. Oh, Reese Walsh is coming. So Agatha. they've got a, they've got quite a few options. So Reese, what? Well, Tessie knew now, and Herbie Farn- and Farnsworth also can play fullback. Can play fullback. I think yeah. Well, Reese Walsh is going. I f- totally forgot about that. Mm. Perfect. That that solves that problem. But I mean, no they do nine. like a hooker. No nine. Absolutely like a hooker. Massive loss. Well, massive. Yeah, there's not many hookers going around either at the moment, is there? No, no. Surely they've got some young gun stashed away. Is that Corey Pace guy any good? I don't really know. Don't know. I'm not sure. But, you know, getting so close. And who they got this week? They got the Dragons, who they need. Man, they've been winning a couple of games of drags, mate. They've been gone. Yeah. They've been, they've been, like, they've not been great, but they've not been shit. No. They've beat a couple top eight teams. Yeah. The, um, they need the Tigers to beat Canberra, though. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I can't imagine Ricky not getting the boys G'd up for this one. And they just have to win. They just need, like, they literally, they're what, 40 points difference, point difference Mm. from the Broncos. I think even if they lose and Brisbane win, they still cover them on points difference. Brisbane have to win by, like, 40. I think they're even on points. Canberra and Broncos. It's It's just points difference. You could be right. So they both need to win, but Broncos need to win by 40 something more than whatever Canberra win by. Um, and the Raiders will not be taking the Tigers lightly. No, like th- I think they're going to put them to the sword. Like the Tigers at Leichhardt, they'll be like, okay, they're fucking shit. But also, you can't. You they're just not can't. shit today. No, you can't treat them like that. No. Because the Tigers are weird. Like, there's absolutely no world I can see them beating Canberra. Don't get me wrong. No. But like... I'm just saying the Tigers every now and then will just win one of those games. Like They will. Like They, they beat, beat s- the South. They beat the Eels. Who yeah. else they beat? It just happens sometimes. Yeah. So they beat Brisbane as well. Yeah. Um, and the Cowboys they nearly beat. That's true. They were robbed. So yeah. these things happen. And my point is the Raiders will not be taking them lightly. No, I don't think they will. But the Raiders put Manly to the sword last week. Manly absolutely capitulating since the Pride jersey scandal. Yeah. And now injury. Just injuries upon in- I think they've probably had about five or four season injuring in uh, injuries this year to first team players, mm. which is massive. Um, but yeah, final round. Uh, there's still a playoff spot for the top four uh, with the Eels and the Storm going toe to toe. There's no way Parramatta win. But again, like they beat Penrith twice this year, and they've already beat the Storm this year. So you actually, that's the thing with Parramatta. You just think nah. But then they they're always up for it in the big games. They do. They, they just do. turn up. So are they missing anyone at the moment? Is Moses back? No, full team. Full team. Full team. Melbourne lost last week though, didn't they? Yep. Eighteen <clears throat> fourteen to mm. the Roosters. Great. That was a great game as well. Roosters if anyone hot. watched it. Roosters so hot. 
Uh, Roosters, like those bottom four teams, whoever gets the Roosters, I would just hate to be them because I cannot see the Roosters losing to whoever they verse in that first week of finals. I can't. I'm sorry. I just don't see it happening. Raiders? I don't. Like, no. I don't see it happening. No, I, don't. I don't see them losing either. I think, I think, <clears throat> like any, like, uh, but the funny thing is, like you think the Raiders would be an easy beat in that scenario, but, if the Raiders get the storm, they've got a they've got a bit of the like a bit of the wood on the storm. Like mm. they always play well against them. Mm. So like I wouldn't write them off. South South Rabbits, it's pretty much locked in. That's gonna be the first game of the finals next week. Mm. That's gonna be that's awesome. gonna be a sick game. So they're gonna play this week and then the week after. Yeah, I think a lot of players will probably come off at some point during the game. I reckon you'll see like Latrell's not playing tonight. Latrell's Latrell's not in oh, the team. Isn't he? No. Interesting. I don't think he's playing. Yeah, I saw Penrith arresting like 13 players. Why wouldn't they? Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Sharks take Nico Hines off when they beat the Knights this week. Like, Why would you play? Does Nick? he need to play? Like if you're 18-0 up against the Knights at halftime, why would you keep playing Nico Hines before the fi- weekend before the finals? Mm. Like you'd secure yourself a home final, play Braylon Trindle, you know? I think you'll see a lot of that for some of the bigger teams. Have they got second locked in? Yeah, they just have to win. Okay. Because the Cowboys will probably beat Panthers. Um, but again, like the Cowboys, I could see them taking a lot of players off at halftime as well. Yeah. Or like resting players during... Not if they need it. Not if, they get to, not if they're playing for a home final, they won't. Well, the, sh- the Sharks just have to win. Oh, so, so the they Sharks just win, the Cowboys can't get it. But if Cowboys are playing first, that's, I still reckon they'll be trying. They'll be trying. Who's but they playing feel first? Like, are the Cowboys playing before? Um, I'm not too sure. Um, but other than that, yeah, let me have a quick squeeze. Couple, couple um, okay games this round. Yeah, so Cowboys play before Penrith, so right. there's no way they'll take people off. Okay, uh, uh, sorry, Cowboys play before Sharks. All right, and do we want to hit? I got to. I'm just looking at the time. Uh, Rugby Australia. Yeah, we should talk about this for sure because, firstly, they have you know publicly launched a ten million dollar five year raid. For Joseph Suwali. Wow. Which is $2 million a season for those playing along at home. An offer that simply can't be matched by an NRL club because the salary cap does not afford that kind of money to one player. Um, is he worth that? Fucking absolutely he is, in my opinion. Poster boy. Poster boy. Could be the absolute poster boy of the rugby union world. I just, saw, I just saw a post by Fox Sports, um, and I'm not too adept with my rugby union. Did I screenshot it? Yes, I did. It says, um, we've got a goal. This is a quote by the Rugby Australia chairman, Hamish McLennan. We've got a golden decade coming up, including multiple Olympics where Joseph can win a gold medal, play a Lions tournament and win a World Cup on home soil. Um, And they've got a picture of Joseph Suwali looking wet and hot in the background. Mm -hmm. Just to to paint a picture for our viewers at home. But... Look, my point is that's a tasty, that's a tasty carrot, you know, dangling that on a is little a fishy fucking, That is a that's t- tasty, tasty carrot. Or what are you going to do? Stay at the Roosters, sitting behind James Tedesco for another and five Joe years. And Joey Manu. And Joey Manu, exactly. Um, I I actually wouldn't hate seeing him go. And I, w- I know this, I know that you don't agree and there are probably a lot of other fans that don't agree. I wouldn't hate seeing some of Rugby League's best go over to Rugby Union and help the Wallabies try and win a World Cup. 
in Australia. I would not hate it at all. I saw a list of players that were like, I don't know if they were targets or just players that came through Is the that union like system. Burton, Nelson, yep. Tommy Turbo, all yep. those guys. Yep. Um, who Cam else Murray. was it? Crichton. Murray. Because, I mean, a lot of these players like, play both or play in highs, play schoolboys. Played high-level union at some point. Yeah. Um, look, I'll say this as someone who doesn't give a flying fuck about rugby union. Get your mitts off our players. All right? I, I don't want to see them. I don't care. I don't care about the World Cup. I probably won't watch it. Um, and again, I know that's selfish. I'm speaking on behalf of the, you know, the rugby league. Faith. Faith. Hardcore. Hardcore faithful. Fuck off. <laughs> no. Right? I would and love touch our players. I would love to see some of those guys play union. I would love it. Mate, if you took let's say they even took six of our best players, that would just diminish the quality of our of the NRL by a significant that would have a significant impact. Yeah, but it would be NRL. better for the like the sporting culture of Australia. It would be better. It'd be better for the betterment of sport in Australia for the greater than the singular comp. Yeah. You're right. You know, you are right, and it would give some other young guns a chance to come through as well in in their place, in their stead. I don't hate the idea of players going over. You know, you saw it like a couple of players used to do it back in the day: Lloyd Carey, Big Dell, Matt Rogers, and some of them came back. I think but they, they all came Israel Folau. They tore up, mate. Is he didn't? But Karabedi. at the time, Ravel, yeah, uh, not Ravalawa, Vunavalu. No, the other one, Radradra. Semi Rad Radra, yep. Vunavalu went to the Reds. Did you see Corabetti's try saving oh tackle? Oh my god, that was insane. You that, haven't seen that it. was the best tackle I've ever seen really? in my life. I reckon that is better than George Tafu's hit on Cam Ranser. Okay. I like that's I can't argue it at all. I reckon it that is awesome. dude, the guy sprinted for the people that haven't seen it. Corabetti sprinted from the left wing. Across his own defensive trial. So about like 55, 60 metres. Would have been further, I reckon. I reckon it's like a 60, yeah, probably actually right. Probably 60 metre sprint across to make a try-saving tackle on the right. And he didn't decelerate at any point no. in the run. No, and he just got low, wrapped his arms around the guy's legs. The guy like tried to jump him almost and he just he, took him into touch. He, mate, awesome. he put him in a, in a, in a rosé. Yeah, yeah, he did. Mate, it was he, awesome. It was easily the best tackle I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. I've yeah. watched it so many Best times. hit. Best hit. Best hit, best tackle, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Like, I, amazing. It was awesome. But uh, I don't know. Let us know what you guys think on the rugby union mm. raid. Like, we've got two sides of the coin. Two here. sides of the story. Who's um, right? Because wouldn't it be boring if we agreed, hey? No, that would be boring, that dude. That would be boring as shit. Okay. Um, Prem, just quickly, Highland scored a hat-trick. Act shocked. He's a freak. Dude, his third goal... Where he held, like, he got played he the ball. He held two centre backs off he got with his the, shoulders. <laughs> he got played a ball at his feet. There was a centre back on behind him. He didn't move. He's like, huge. the centre back hit him in the back. He didn't move. Mate, he's just mad. Like, he's he's bigger than all the centre backs. Yeah. And he's, like, far unstoppable. Absolutely unstoppable. Would you? It, honestly, I'm more excited about Haaland's uprise than I am about. When Mbappe was coming through, like I feel like this Mb- is a more meteoric rise. To yeah, because he's playing in the best competition in the world. He's not playing in the French in the Farmers League yeah. in France. Like, you know, like yeah, he, Man City's team is awesome and they they're dominating the Premier League. But the Premier League, like in the every last game's couple, tough, yeah, every game's tough. And like you know, it's not you've got two teams there at the moment that have been recent Champions League winners. City haven't won a Champions League, mm. you know. Um, 
How many champions, current or Champions League winners, own the le- in League One within the last fifteen years? Mm. Not many. Mm. Not many at all. Uh, I just think like when you watch Harlan play, like this is nothing but like vibe. But he just look like he could be anything. I'm not saying anything groundbreaking here, but he could seriously be anything. He's just dangerous. Like you're looking at him and I, and you're like he's going to go down as a great. He's just great. He's just dangerous. He's just so dangerous. It's like even the goals he scores, those tap-ins, he's just always in the right spot. Mm. I don't know how he is. He's just always in the right spot. It's a gift, mate. That's when you know you've got a serious gift. If you're always there, same as like Messi and Ronaldo, like Mm. those great players, like why are they always in the right spot at the right time? Because they just have a gift. Mm. They just know. Yeah, they probably train and they know the game well. But they just know they just where that, to be. They got that sixth sense. Yeah, the, the sixth sense. <laughs> they just they just know where to be at the right time. You know, same with like the great defenders, the best go- like anyone in any position, any sport. They just have that knack. The scariest part about it is how seem like like you say. Granted, he's playing in like the best team in the world with Kevin De Bruyne behind mm. him. The transition. I oh, know. Like how seamless has his transition? So to the smooth, pre- dude. He's just he's walking. He's in he's scored, scoring goals. Yeah. Like how many anyone, goals is he on? How many goals? Six goals. But anyone who said, I feel like I said this before. Anyone who said like, oh yeah, I don't think he'll score that many goals. I think he'll just struggle. He's a fucking idiot. Shut honestly, up, like Literally the shut bloke's up. a freak. The city team's amazing. They've been banging in goals for fun without the striker. Yeah. And now they have a legitimate striker. Yeah. Like, of course, he's going to be dangerous and they're going to be way more dangerous. Um, so there you go. They'll win the Champions League. You reckon they're going to win? They'll win the Champions League. They could. They could. But um, who's going to stop them? Madrid. Bayern. Right. Like, teams with Champions League history. Just watch. Uh I'll just add on that note of Mbappe. If Mbappe, I feel like if Mbappe wants to be a great player, like, yeah, staying at PSG is on fucking crazy money right now. Like we went through, crazy, crazy money. But, you know, memories over money, get the glory. He needs to go to a different club. He needs to, maybe not the Premier League, but, you know, Madrid, I know Madrid chasing him. I'm sure there's probably a Prem team that could afford him. He needs to move. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like when players go to PSG. It's so dead. Mm. It's like Neymar went there to create his own legacy, but he kind of like not ruined his career, but his career never kicked on the way that it well, should have. He needed to win the Champions League to do that, and he got to one final, and then they lost. Mm. What was it, 1-0, 2-1? So. Was that against Bayern? Bayern yeah. yeah, in the COVID year. So, yeah. Is what it is. I agree. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. It like again, it's it's up to him. Does he want to create a legacy or not? Mm. True. So That's yeah. A good point. Any more? Anything else from sport? No. If there is, we've forgotten. No, we've forgotten music this week. Do you have a song? No. Do you? You caught me off guard. We didn't even think about it. Uh, quick... Do I have a song? Wait, let me have a quick squeeze. What I've been listening to this week. Surely I have something. Five. Four, three, two, um, one. Oh, this song actually came up because I was listening to the music you put in last week. Yeah. Uh, it's called Outstanding by the Gap Band. I won't play it. Cool. Yeah. Say it again. Outstanding by the Gap Band. Boom. You heard it here first. All right. My name's Alexander. 
My name is Katie. This is episode 50. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.